This week on the Magnificently Huge Podcasts, it's binge-worthy TV. And Brian has something so important to say, he has to say it right over me. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crap all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. Why don't we watch this Battlestar Galactica DVD I just got? One episode, and then we go to dessert. That's so well done. Do we have time to watch one more, you think? I think so. What? Yeah, that is crazy. I have to get up early for work, so let's get in our PJs, and then we'll watch one more. Okay, but... one more. What time is it? It's like daylight already. Do you want to watch more? Let's just watch the first episode of season two. Oh, my legs are like asleep. I a little bit feel like I have a bladder infection, but I'm just going to get antibiotics after the next episode. Yeah, okay, thanks. Bye. So, I lost my job. Oh. One more episode? <laughs> yeah. What's better than going outside on a clear, sunny day and having a hike in the wilderness with your family and your friends? Just about anything. So, if you need to avoid that, we suggest binging out on some of your favorite TV shows. Now, since Netflix and Amazon and Hulu have come onto the scene so that people like us who've cut the wires and don't have cable can watch a television show hour after hour after hour after hour, there are tons of options. On today's show, we want to talk about a few of them, a few shows you may have heard of but not tried out, a few other shows you may not have heard of at all, all reasons to avoid going outside. So join us, shall we? It's the Magnificently Huge Podcast. And welcome back to the show, kids. Hey. Thank you for listening. We actually recorded a show because we're yeah. back on schedule or something. Sort yeah. Of. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're nice and regular again. We've had our brand and fruit and we're good. Which you probably haven't noticed because, you know, everybody listens to podcasts off of the feed and and you've probably been binge listening because everybody binge watches and listens these days. Hey, that gives me an idea for a show, guys. Tell us about hey, it, Eric. Let's talk about TV shows that you can binge out on. What? Hey, why don't we? Yeah. <laughs> That's so, almost like it just happened by accident. Yeah. Uh, nice. Not uh, exactly. Almost. I mean, almost. okay, maybe. So, uh, so is this? Are we sticking strictly to uh, stuff that is for Netflixy kind of things, or are we talking about like just in the history of binging TV? I don't know. I mean, either one that you want to talk about. I'm trying it a little differently this week, in that I'm not so much coming in with the answers as I am with the questions. So. <laughs> You guys can okay. tell me I'm on the edge of, of my lecturing. Seat, literally. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would like to give one shout out to a, a coworker uh, of mine. His name is Ryan, and he has pledged to possibly give a dollar as a Patreon uh, in support of the show. Wow, so, we have a that Patreon That would require account? us to set up a Patreon. Well, I said it's a pledge. It's sort of like PBS Pledge Week. 
He's he's close to filling out the form saying, uh, I'll give you a dollar. If we set up our account with the Italian mob, would it be a Patron? (laughs) It would be a Patron, or that's more like a tequila account. If we set it up in the world of Harry Potter, would it be a Patronus? Expecto Patronus! (laughs) I don't even know what the hell that means. Oh, okay. I'm just hoping if I stay silent, the jokes will eventually wither and die. Uh, I like that you're calling them jokes. We thank you for that. Mm. Uh, Oh, hey, by the way, um, (laughs) we should introduce ourselves because we keep forgetting to do that. (laughs) Oh, damn it. Okay. I'm Brian. I'm Chris. Oh, wait. And over there's Eric still stays Eric. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What? What what happened? uh, Nothing. Okay. We've we've had too much time off and uh, we forgot how to podcast. Yeah. I've go ahead. Just continue. I'll get my uh, my bearings. I'm neither Brian nor Chris, uh, and today we're discussing shows you binge on. Because why the fuck not? Um, wh- what's a show you really like binging out on? Uh, now that you can do it with the cord cut, because yeah, I, I guess I guess some people binge by w- recording something on their DVR, but those those people are crazy. They, they need to cut the cord and get Netflix. Is the question about current shows, like shows that are on streamable things? Well, yeah, here, here's, here's how I look at it. That's There's, what I'm hearing. F- first, there were shows that, you know, you could just watch a half hour of, you know, and be done with it. You could watch three or four of them if you wanted to. They're like eating potato chips, right? And then around Star Trek The Next Generation, they started having arcs where you had to see all of the shows to get the full story. And then you have The Sopranos, where the whole show is one story, and you have to see it in order. And I think that's around when you start getting binge TV, where you you don't just watch an episode. You watch an episode, and then you go, ooh, I got to see the next one. And you move on to the next one, and you get sucked into it. And they do it now by design with Netflix and Hulu, but it was around before that. I, I, I think shows like The Sopranos made these people realize we can program a whole, uh, a whole series off of just being binged. Well, it, yeah, it used to be the, the big networks would do either the season cliffhanger, and then that would make everybody want to watch the season opener. Uh, mm-hmm. or, they would, or they would do like the, the two-parter. And that would get people, but that was back in the day, even before VCR or before streaming, definitely. And so I don't know if there was really anything quite like binge watching. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of this, this week leading into it. It's like, when did bingey kind of happen? And so Eric kind of uh, got to the root of that. So, so the closest I've got to it, to an early one on that is Babylon five, which was actually structured. So, uh, Joe Straczynski who wrote e- almost every episode of the entire series uh, there's only like a like a handful that he didn't write uh, set out to make a five year long arc and he actually has things in season one that pay off in season five but uh, it kind of got ruined because they were doing it with the syndication model and so really they wrapped up the arc that he had planned out by the end of season four, they kind of rushed to the end of it by the end of season four. And then they got renewed for a season five they didn't think they were going to get. 
And then <laughs> the last season is like, uh, and then a bunch of stuff. And then the couple, they actually end the, the series on a show they had shot the year before. Um, with so like different people. Yeah. That's like Dallas Bobby Ewing waking up in the shower and Pam is there and he's not shot. <laughs> well, they didn't. They didn't undo anything. Okay, but but they did have an actress like leave the show, and they had to write a new character to sort of fill the gap for that character. And then she comes back for the series finale because it had okay. been shot a year ago. Yeah. So did, did they did they darren her, or did they just just write no, her out no. and then bring her they back? Just, um, they they write her out. Um, okay. they just find a way for her to not be around. It's a good show, um, but that was that was sort of the one that I thought was the template. And the thing that I think is so genius about it is that it was planned as a five-year arc from the beginning. Most of what we get nowadays, they plan an arc for the season, yeah, yeah. right? And you'll get through the season, and they'll maybe end it on a cliffhanger. But um, I don't, I don't know of any shows that are really thinking that far ahead. Lost was pretending to, and that for me was one of the first binge shows. That, that was one of the ones where I would order the DVDs through Netflix before they had the mm-hmm. streaming service. And yeah, we would just watch them, and I would call in sick the next day because I had stayed up till three <laughs> watching Damn. Lost with my girlfriend Damn. going, no, let's just, just one more, just one more. See, um, for Lost, and, that was... But they, they was lied before. because they said they had an arc for the whole season. And you you realized in the final season they never did. They they no, they are now trying to cap the well however they can, but none of this shit actually meant anything. Well, when that one came out, I remember it was I I saw the I had recorded the pilot and kind of thought, well, that's kind of interesting. And one then of the I, best pilots for, of all time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's su- super goddamn expensive too. I mean, you can tell. Yeah. That they put a lot of money in that thing. And it, it did the trick. It kind of hooked. But then I don't think I revisited because I just I forgot to set the VCR because that was still when I was using a VCR. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll go check online. And that's, you know, like uh, LimeWire and Pirate Bay and all that stuff was really active. And so I probably infected my computer with all kinds of fucking <laughs> malware uh, while I was trying to get it. And so I got the first season through downloads because I was so far behind on the actual network run. Right. Uh, and then I didn't carry it over into the second season though. I think by the time I'd spent all that effort watching the first season, I did not feel compelled to really pursue it. I don't know why. I feel like I lost out on something. Ah, uh, I get the joke. Lost. Now, what they did was every season had like a mystery to it and every episode would end with what the fuck and you would have to like watch the next one and and then the season would end and you would have a mystery close in a way that opened another mystery it was ingenious but it's it's the kind of thing where you're you you can't possibly end it properly because every ending is a beginning somewhere else and so they're just doing nothing but like creating every mystery they solve opens up three new mysteries. And so eventually it was just like, Oh God, how are we going to stop this? It, it was like yeah, a Ponzi I, scheme. I think that was sort of the, the feeling that I got when I watched it, which is probably why I didn't pursue it. Cause I wasn't watching it with everybody else. So I wasn't really in the conversation. It was just mm. sort of 
you know, on my own. And so by the end of that season, I'm like, well, they've done all of this and now they get to the portal and then the season opens and now they got to figure out all the stuff with the, the Morse code or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just, I'm like, this obviously isn't going to go anywhere. <laughs> so I'm going to move on. And it took so long to download them that I'm like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> but I feel like if that had been on Netflix uh, at the time, I probably would have stuck with it. Yeah. So I never watched Lost, and then I heard everybody's being disappointed with the end of it, and I was glad I hadn't bothered. Yeah. The one that did get me, though, was was Battlestar Galactica. So there's another oh, show that pretended yeah. like it had a big plan, yeah. but did. they so clearly did not. No, they, they so did. clearly No, no. You did not. Get, oh, that was so tight. That was so So they tight. had they had the whole thing about the final five Cylons, like the last five Cylons. There is no way when they introduced the concept of the final five that they had any idea who the final five were going to be and the characters that they chose in the end were so ludicrously not planned ahead to be a Cylon. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I don't think they had nice. it that planned. Granted. I mean, I think uh, they even said that like around uh, what was it? That thing was on for four seasons. I think they said in season three they had decided that the the commanding the the, the first officer was uh, Teague was going Ty Commander Ty was mm-hmm. going to be one of the five, and they were like, because only Nixon could go to China. I mean, he's the most anti Cylon. <laughs> he has to be a Cylon. But yeah, they didn't know that until then. They just kind of knew. But I I'm okay with that. It it bugged me. It bugged me a lot. Well, have you watched uh, any binge shows that weren't sci-fi? Because I feel like sci-fi oh, yeah. is sort of the, the top of the, the bingey stuff because of yeah. the way that they're structured. And now have the, you watched any that- the Marvel shows are, too. I don't know if they count as yeah. sci-fi. But, uh, uh, nah, because, maybe. Because, like, Daredevil and Punisher, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm watching that Jennifer Jones season two, which I really like. That one was oh, hard. I, Jessica I, Jones. Okay, yeah. so that was going to be one of the things that that I was going to talk about because I've been watching it and actually finished it. Yeah, it took me about five, six weeks to finish it. I took a I took a break. Yeah, same here. It was it was not easy, <laughs> so okay. I did not binge that one in any way. I'm not sure how uh, much how long this thing is going to go because it feels like I've watched. I kept thinking I was going to get to the end of the season, and then she kills a guy, and Kilgrave shows up, and I'm like, "What the? F- How long is this thing?" <laughs> well, they're usually 13 episodes. Just keep that in mind. Oh, gee. So, yeah, the wife and I forced ourselves to finish season two of Je- we we yeah. binged the hell out of season one of Jessica Jones, but season two has one good episode, and it's episode <laughs> 11, and the rest of it is garbage. And we were just like, okay, we're this far in. We're just, we're just gonna, we're gonna power through this motherfucker. Yeah. We're just get it done. Yeah. Uh, at some point, Jessica you gotta Jones just go. Sucked. Yeah. At some point, you just gotta go. Uh, I don't know. But <laughs> since whatever. since Eric mentioned it, yeah, that was the one good episode. Yeah. Which is uh, David Tennant is not replaceable on that show. Yeah. Yeah, and they pretty much make make that clear when they. Uh, <laughs> when they present that episode i don't remember Uh, in season one Kristen ritter doing any scenes only in her underwear and i've seen two of them now so i think even they knew they needed something a little more well even on its worst day jessica jones season two is still better 
than Iron Fist season one. Yep. So not watching Iron Fist. That was yeah, that was that was painful. Yeah, it was it was really rough. That I mean, I, I don't know if that would count it. as a bingey show. It's yeah, I don't think it counts as a bingey show because it just does not provide any impetus to keep watching. I hate watched it basically. Well, it's a binge show. It's just a bad one. It's like they couldn't figure out a reason for you to keep watching it. So the show that the show that got me going on binging probably was Weeds. Mm. Um, I tried that one. I tried Mary it. Louise Parker, but it didn't stick. Well, the thing about it was that like it was first of all they did a lot of good uh ending episodes in the middle of a scene like that was how they made it bingey and i think that that's that's the trick right you just need to have that just wait a minute wait a minute that that show's not over what yeah you know and the thing that they did really well with weeds for the first three maybe four seasons is that they just kept escalating like it starts off as just this kind of suburban thing and then it get they just tighten the screws really hard on the characters and then they take it to a whole other level and then they tighten the screws there and then they take it to yet another level and they finally ran out of levels by about season five but well for people uh, that it's good the people that haven't seen it that's the one about the housewife that starts dealing weed out of her house right yeah it is and then it turns into like a weird cartel situation. Yeah, is that how it's it works? it's the same writer creator as Orange is the New Black, and in okay. fact, Orange is the New mm-hmm. Black was supposed to be a spinoff of Weeds. Okay. It's that was same it? kind of semi serious, semi funny. Yeah, you know that 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 between I think season three and four, she she goes to prison. That was supposed to they were this was like a was developed oh. out of that concept but i thought orange is new black was a book and she adapted it to a show they ended up getting the rights to the book and just doing a series based on that but they were going to do a prison yeah. show with one of the main characters from weeds in it and, and isn't that the same the same producer that did glow is the one that did yeah genji cohen is, okay yeah, yeah. okay because glow is was super bingy that was probably the last one where i literally could not get enough and i was in danger of like staying up mm-hmm. way too late uh, yeah. to keep it rolling yeah we watched doesn't weeds. happen often we watched weeds a couple of years ago and i mean i i watched the whole thing and it was entertaining for not having anything else better around but that same i guess concept was done for breaking bad which is one of the greatest television shows of all time so mm. i i judge weeds harshly because of walter white and uh you know his is his making crystal meth <laughs> weren't those shows on contemporaneously? Like, weren't they both going? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, uh, I think Weeds probably ended during Breaking Bad. I, yeah. I, I started Weeds, like, again, through Netflix, so I'm not exactly sure what its run was. But once I got around to Breaking Bad, I was just like, oh, this is so much better. This is so much tighter. This is like the best writing you ever saw on X-Files you know, every week. <laughs> I'm not sure Weeds can survive watching it after the Great Recession because, it, as I recall, it was pretty like white privilegey, yeah, um, and like you know con- conspicuous consumptiony. But anyway. yeah, I think that was the initial problem was that her husband dies. Um, What's his name? Henry Philip Morgan. One of those three named names with a Morgan in there. Uh, Negan. Negan was her husband, and we only see him in the pilot episode. And I was like, oh, oh. Why, 
why are we only seeing him once? But then I remember, like, he's one of those actors, so, like, when he shows up on your TV show, get the fuck out, because it's going off the air. <laughs> yeah. He, he doesn't, and now he, he has to go kill movies like Rampage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn it. <laughs> he's in Rampage? <laughs> oh, yeah. Ugh. Is it wrong that I've never seen Breaking Bad? I've Still. never seen Breaking Bad. I, I watched, like, part I, of an episode, and I didn't like it. All I can tell you, you've got to watch that. The, I I watch the, watch the pilot. Watch the first one. If you're not into it after the first one, then fine. But, god damn it. I'm, okay. I well, that's love the thing is that the, show. The people, when, they, when people do that, I'm always sort of reluctant to even try to start. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a buildup. And I also look at it that how many seasons did Breaking Bad run? It was like mm-hmm. four, 30 seasons. What's the four. What's the commitment here? Four. I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm I'm looking at it going, oh, that's just a shit ton of TV that I'm going to have to park my ass down and watch. Maybe five. And ignore but anyway. everything else. And well, so it's We just, are talking about hard. binge TV. So, like, yeah. the idea is that whatever show you're binging on it's good enough that it makes you want to go back to it i mean this isn't like iron fist where you know i'm saying this here's here's this awful show that that runs for 12 episodes (laughs) and i want you to watch it it's like no you watch i think all binge shows start with just a good episode that lets you know how the whole season is the whole series is going to run yeah if you're not into that first one that's your that's your clue i don't know for me i think it's just that it boils down to the the stuff that i've binged because I don't do it often, uh, but when I have done it, it really just, I've found it by just happenstance uh, and mm. watched it and then got, so it was like that, like taking a, a, a shot of straight heroin or something. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, and then your brain rewires itself immediately to that show and then that's yeah. all you want. Yeah. Uh, but I've never had that when I hear a bunch of people going, oh, you have to watch it, especially a show that's been off mm-hmm. the air for a while. And people go, oh, you have to watch it, have to watch it, have to watch it. Well, so there's I a just, show that I did that with because well then, everybody's uh-huh. like, you have to watch it. And that was Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, like, I had tried to watch Game of Thrones at the, at, you know, at the first and we we're like, oh, this is yeah. really rapey. But, <laughs> like, at some point it was like, okay, we're going to catch up with the world. And we just, again, we had to kind of power through the first couple episodes. But once we got into it, we got into it. And that's one where I also hear, oh, that's, that's a great show. Oh, you got to watch that show. And I'm like, eh, I don't care about fantasy. Well, but it's not super fantasy though. It's way more like medieval, and then there's some fantasy elements. But I, that to me is jaded because, and I think Eric and I discussed this. That doesn't exactly early on. That doesn't exactly sell it for me. Oh no, it's not all well, fantasy. It's also medieval. <laughs> it's well, also got it's, some Iron I, Age. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, the thing, the thing well, about I'm, it that's good is that um, there are real stakes. Like no one is safe, hmm. so it's not predictable, which is what makes yeah. it fun. Well. Except that if you've read the books, and then you know exactly how it's going to roll. Except for the last seasons when they ran out of <laughs> material. When it became fan fiction. Yeah, and yeah. then it became just they're making shit up now, like Lost. <laughs> That's pretty much what it turned into. Mm. Uh, but I, ca- I crapped out after the second season on that, because I uh, just didn't have the energy. I'd mm. already read the books, so I've, like, I've, I've already spent like half of my life reading these tomes. I don't know if I can do it with the show now. And so I just kind of took well, a break the book of anything back. is always going to be superior to the adaptation, generally speaking. Yeah. So you, I won't watch Game of Thrones, and you won't watch Breaking Bad. Is there Yay. anything, Brian, ne- that you won't watch? Like that, that others have said. <laughs> I, oh, oh I you got to watch. 
I wasn't gonna watch Lost or Breaking Bad, so I'm I'm already kind of yeah. Uh. Brian's already one up, which is funny because Brian goes and sees every single movie that comes out that we won't go see. Yeah, <laughs> but when when it comes to TV, he's totally totally opposite. Yeah. Speaking of which, when are we gonna do the fresh shit? Oh, what? This shit is fresh. We we're trying to to play with the format of the show and and see if the fresh shit can happen in the middle of the show. This, yeah, this is where you listen to three idiots talk about stuff that they do. Uh like and contemporary. It's, it's like, it's what have we been doing the last uh the so, last week or two? Well, Brian, <laughs> exactly. go for it. You called it. What do you what fresh shit y'all got? Yeah. All right. I got a few things. Uh first of all, I've been binging season 5 of Silicon Valley. Um, Silicon Valley has lost T.J. Miller, and I didn't think I'd miss him, but I do. Which is Uh, a shame. Yeah. This season, they're um, they're taking on AI, they're taking on Bitcoin, they're taking on um, trying to improve tech. It's just, I think the show's run out of gas, and they need to put it out of its misery. Silicon Valley's done. For those of us uh, like me, who have never watched Silicon Valley... Uh, what is the synopsis? So Silicon Valley, first of all, for anybody who's actually worked in tech, it is hyper accurate and cringy. Like it's, it's every tech company you've ever worked with and, uh, every mistake you've ever made. And, and so for, for people like me who've been in startups, uh, it was a load of fun, but it has just kind of gone downhill. It's a Every season's about a different thing, so it's it's hard to say what's it about, but it's basically about this this really smart guy who has no um no soft skills, who is smart enough to come up with his own company and all of the people who attach themselves to him and him just constantly being his own worst enemy. Okay. Um Martin Starr um is is a programmer and he's every programmer and he is perfect. Uh he's the He's the uh, cocky guy, and then uh, I can't remember his name at all. Camille Nujami, or that's I, it. I, that's I, his name. Is that his name? Okay, yeah. comedian. He had a a movie that everybody liked last year. Uh, he's the foil for Martin Starr. They're constantly competing with each other. It's a funny ass show. It's uh, Mike Judge who did uh, Beavis and Butthead and Office Space and Idiocracy is the main creative force behind it. And it's it's dead on accurate, but it's kind of run out of steam. Hmm. So it, a, it basically fits right in with the theme of bin shows. It yeah, it does. Okay. That's so, a show I watched the first episode of it and I yeah, I, cringy is right. I can't watch it because I just <laughs> I have really bad interpersonal skills, and so when I watch a show about somebody embarrassing themselves with their inability to communicate with people and and, and getting screwed over mm-hmm. for not, I guess, having patents done correctly or whatever, <laughs> um, I, 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 I can't watch it, and so. <laughs> Man, that's like the opposite for me. It's like every show that I enjoy and can't get enough of is just people that have no social skills <laughs> yeah. being awkward. It's like, you know, I can't I watched get enough it of and it. I just go, oh, oh, oh you'd like I Silicon Valley it. then. Because, yeah, okay. it's very much that. Um, I'll, ch- I'll check for it. So, uh, speaking of antisocial people, yesterday um, was the day that pre sale tickets for the Nine Inch Nails tour went on sale. 
And here's the thing, right? I haven't seen Nine Inch Nails since like before the downward spiral. Um, so it's been like 20 years. But my wife and I have not, uh, we're both very into that music, but we've never seen a concert together. So we're going to go. And the way Trent Reznor announced the tour, he's like, um, all methods of selling tickets suck and they all get gamed by the scalpers. So we're going to try something different and it will probably also suck, but do it anyway. You have to go into the physical world and actually stand in a line and buy a physical ticket from a physical human being. Uh, what is so, this, 1992? Well, here's the thing. No, it's not. Because in 1992, ticket sellers were prepared to deal with people showing up at places <laughs> to oh, buy tickets true. physically. And now they are really, really not. <laughs> so the, there are two shows here in Arizona at the same theater. And the only place to buy pre-sale tickets is at that theater. Well, that theater has six ticket windows. Uh, now, about 2,000 people showed up in line. We were at about 900th in, in place in line. And we stood in that fucking line for eight goddamn hours to buy tickets. That is dedication, sir. It was hot. And it wasn't even over 100. And it was hot as fuck. So... At one point, we're we're on the west side of the building, and the sun has come over the top of the building, and there's no shade, and so people are literally like, there's a la- there's a street light, and there's like one little rectangle of shade, and people are just standing in that rectangle trying oh, to. to it was brutal. So I let me get this straight: Phoenix at uh, all. the way people buy tickets sucks because it hurts too many fans so i'm gonna do it in a way that hurts all fans yeah it was cruel i'm gonna make sure everyone is equally miserable that'll be okay yeah well and not to belittle your experience brian but i really feel bad for those ticket sellers in those windows oh yeah people that are standing out in the sun for eight hours and are basically insane uh, oh yeah we were by their tickets it sucked um but we got tickets so you know and oh. I hope I, I bought some extra tickets. I hope to sell them for a profit. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so even though you shouldn't have, you're going to scout. Yeah. So he's touring and he's been releasing EPs the last three years. And the new one, he just dropped his new single. And it's it's Trent Reznor is trying to be Bowie. The song is called God Break Down the Door. And he's singing it in Bowie style. He's like singing it with a more traditional, like, I've been taught to sing voice. And there's like random saxophone playing throughout. It's it's very Bowie. I'm not going to do that right. Okay. I'd say I'm closer to Aladdin Sane in that it's just experimental jazz, practically. Mm. Um, And then, uh, but but he has a really good single from the last year's EP called Less Than, which I'm going to just drop here because it sounds good. Don't look 
And isn't uh, Jesus and Mary Chain open for him too? Yes, yes. Good to nice. see. Je- I, I haven't that. seen Jesus and Mary Chain, so this is this is ever. Fun. Nope. Oh, I hope I hope they do the the fog, black ice, black light, whatever goth thing. Well, it's That's it's an fun. indoor venue, so it's going to be like with a roof and air conditioning. So I'm happy okay. about that. Okay. Well, take some. I was saying they should have just opened the doors and let everybody run into the theater and grab whatever seat they can, and that's that's your seat. Buy that seat, (laughs) and if if you make it into the pit, then you fucking earned it. (laughs) Nice. Hey, it worked for the Who. Yeah, always. (laughs) There's an old person joke. And (laughs) see, see, kids, back in the day, there was this band called the Who that people wanted to see so badly they died. It was, it was, and, and and to people like me who weren't cool enough to go to concerts yet, that was hilarious. <laughs> it and still then, is. Finally, for my fresh shit today, I saw Deadpool too. Don't say a Ooh. word. I I'm, yeah. I want to see that, but I want the crowds to thin out a bit. I actually, I, I bought Deadpool on Amazon, and so they gave me a free ticket to Deadpool 2. I'm just waiting nice. for, like, when I think there won't be people there. Okay. Well, I was, I'm not going to ruin anything about it. Um, I will say just two things that don't spoil anything. They have a lot of fun with Deadpool's superpowers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um... Just Eric, when you hear the words "holy shit balls" repeated, you'll you'll appreciate it. Trust me on this. <laughs> <laughs> At the uh, the Alamo Draft House here in Austin, they were showing it, and I guess they did a special with chimichangas. Is that okay. relative to the movie? I mean, he says the word chimichanga at one point, okay. but no. Okay. I mean, okay. it's a, it's a catchphrase. I okay. guess it's distracting okay. that Josh Brolin's voice sounds like Thanos. I think it's interesting that they're bringing in Cable so early. Yeah, Cable is is definitely. I a mean, big part he of the movie. was always sort of the uh, uh, the the Abbot to his Costello, and uh, it, it's weird that just in the second one they're pulling in Cable. Well, I, they 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 dropped a line in the trailer that's actually not in the movie where they basically say we're not doing a third one like we're gonna ah. peek with the second one and get out it lives up to the hype plus plus fuck it they probably won't even make it three yeah why would they stop it too you killed it <laughs> and i think that's probably a good idea except they have a four picture deal with him for cable yeah okay well i, I think they might continue with x-force which they also mentioned oh. in the trailers um it's the there's possibilities is what we're saying the character of domino is a lot of fun and there's some there's some great little cameos uh to watch for so watch for the cameos Mm. okay i gotcha they definitely asked the question why don't we get any more (laughs) (laughs) x-men well then they, they did that in the first one though when he he's like i'm i'm always see you two here but no other x-men uh yeah they Okay. They take that. They take that a step further. So okay, uh, I won't talk much more about it because Eric really wants to see it, and I don't want to. Yeah, it. yeah, I want but to see yeah. it bad. Deadpool I love that too. movie. I love that first movie. I haven't seen this movie. I'll be interested. Nice. We'll we'll revisit it after you see it. I want to talk to you about it further. Yeah. All right. All right. Who else has fresh shit? Chris, got any freshness? Uh, I do. Uh, a couple quickies. I did finish Santa Clarita Diet second season. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. I did not think I would. 
Yeah. You see what I mean about bringing back characters from the first season? <laughs> fucking, all I can t- all I can say, and I don't want to spoil it for people who are listening that have not yet watched it, but Nathan Fillion mm-hmm. is a godsend. Uh, put him in anything, and you're going to get gold. And <laughs> he was amazing in what yeah. little time he had in this one. Uh, but it, it's a very broad comedy. Drew Barrymore being Drew Barrymore uh, as an undead. Uh, and every time they sort of went into a very cartoonish territory, they kind of reel it back a little and then kind of give you some real life stakes as, as part of like the inner commentary. It's very mm-hmm. weird. Uh, and I like how they did it. So it did kind of tread a fine line and it never got too overly ridiculous where you just went, ah, whatever. Uh, so they always kind of toe the line and then bring it back in and then <laughs> again and again. So I liked it. Uh, still and I going like strong the- and. I like the Deadpool reunion where uh, Bullock finally gets to kill Hurst. I think that was nice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Interesting. Nice take. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's good. So um, now i got to wait for the third season, which apparently has been greenlit. Is that what you said yesterday, Brian? Last week? Whatever. Is that the lingo? Did I? I don't remember. You may have. I hear the word on the street. Yeah, uh, they're going to drop it. and then the other thing i started uh is the newest season of archer uh it's called archer danger island i love i love 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 archer so much uh and i love the fact that they are totally unrestrained by any sort of uh continuity (laughs) like yeah narrative normalcy they pretty much just chucked whatever they had started with and now they're just doing all these weird dream sequence seasons because <laughs> Archer's in a coma. It's fucking amazing. So they <laughs> they they basically jettisoned the whole spy agency motif office comedy when uh, the actual ISIS terror organization sort of gained notoriety. And they went oh, that's fuck. right. So they, they cut that right out and then like then they started getting weird and then they were disavowed and then they became cocaine smugglers, but they were the world's worst cocaine smugglers. Uh, and that was their Miami Vice season. And then at one point they did the Magnum PI season where they were in LA as private detectives and they were fucking horrible at that. And then Archer ended up dead like Bob Bill Holden from Sunset Boulevard at the end of the show in a pool and they don't and so they then, don't play anything like they used to be anything else right it's just and now these characters are in this situation yeah it's just it's loose continuity and they're basically yeah we're a bunch of fuck-ups and we didn't do her we didn't do well here so now let's do this oh and they so they just, do call so, back to we didn't do well here i was hoping it was just yeah, yeah. like and now in this season uh, well nothing well, and then matters they got, you know well and then they got to the archer dreamland which is the 40s noir detective one, and that's basically just all of a, a coma dream that Archer is having. And so it's just this really weird, like, random 40s noir mystery uh, with him as the, the private dick in the center of it. And it's just ridiculous. And then this season they're doing danger, what they call Danger Island, and they're basically ripping off Tales of the Gold Monkey. You remember that show? I loved uh, that show. I was yeah. so upset when there was only one season. I loved that show. Yeah. It basically, in like 1982-83, ABC decided to rip off the success of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so they did uh, Tales mm. of the Gold Monkey, which is like said as it's a cargo pilot in the South Pacific leading up to the beginning of World War II. And so there's Nazis and, and you know, Roddy McDowell is in it as like a French... Uh, bartender or whatever so this literally they've lifted everything and then at one point they actually meta reference it 
in I think the third episode where they're looking for this. They realize that the Nazis on the island are looking for some sort of uh, sort of treasure. And then Archer starts going, well, what if it's like a, a golden monkey? Yeah. No, it can't be a golden monkey. Yeah, definitely not a golden monkey. <laughs> They're just very explicit. It's so stupid. Uh, but I, I'm really digging it. So if you that's can like catch a joke me, for 10 people. Yeah. yeah. Well, Eric and I are two of them. So that's 20% yeah. of the audience right there. <laughs> Wasn't that Stephen Collins? I think that was Stephen Collins yeah. as the lead. Uh-huh. In, yeah. And uh, but Roddy McDowell was in the show. John Hillerman was a Nazi. I mean, it's just a weird show, man. And the best thing is that the little Jack Russell Terrier from the show had a glass eye, and yeah. so he was always losing it in poker matches. Well, in the Archer Danger Island, Archer, the actual character Archer, uh, doesn't have one eye, and so he's walking around the patch. So they basically turn the dog into the hero. Uh, it's very ridiculous. <laughs> so if you. If you want to try something fun, uh, wait for that one to hit streaming and you'll be rewarded because it's just so stupid. And also go, go look for, uh, tales of the gold monkey. If you're, you know, yeah. if you're no, you know what? Actually don't cause you're too young. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Just know that <laughs> it's uh, not going to work out. It's not going to, it's not going to end well. Just know that tales of the gold <laughs> monkey is one of the two shows that I quit the uh, Cub Scouts for yeah. because they showed on Monday night. And I wanted to see that can I, in Square, can square I tell Pegs you what, before though? that. As uh, somebody who made it as far as Boy Scouts, you made the right call. That's yes. all I Hell can yeah. say. Hell yeah, I did. I was going to say, you needed a, an excuse? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Once Man, I realized yeah. that the Boy Scouts were basically a template for you know the, the Nazi party, that's when I got out. You know? <laughs> When I realized well, just just how horrible those little fuckers were, that's that's that. I would have done it for a TV show if I'd have had a TV show good enough to okay to to well, quit the Hitler well, Youth. I would have done jo- it. So my jokes wife, on them. It's just called the Scouts now. My wife's dad was a Scoutmaster, and he made her do all the things to earn all the badges, but she didn't get to actually have the badges because she was a girl. <laughs> so she she's probably an Eagle Scout, except she got no recognition. Well, when the shit goes down and the zombie uprising happens, I'm finding you guys. Yeah, you know, one, yeah, when I found out I didn't have enough, uh, I don't know, uh, camping hours logged in order to get that blood and honor knife, I said, yeah, I think I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. And just like that, I walked away. <laughs> so any other fresh shit, Chris? No, I've just been uh, catching up on my TV. Uh all right. Yeah. yeah. Eric, My what fresh you got? shit is, uh, <laughs> I, okay, I was going to see Deadpool and then that was going to be my fresh shit. And then I, I remembered my agoraphobia and I don't like people. So I stayed home. <laughs> I was not planning on this being my fresh shit, but last night I, I was listening to How Did This Get Made? Uh, another uh-huh. fine podcast. Uh, and they did a show. On something called Beautiful Creatures, and this is not the 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 movie from the nineties. This the is the vampire girls. one, right? Yeah, uh, uh, witches. And so okay. I was like, "Is this available?" Anytime they review a movie, I have to check and see if it's something I can watch. And it was. It's on Netflix, and so I watched it. <laughs> oh, God, it's it's so it's bad, but it's bad in a way that. It's it's fun to watch. It's like it's like a scab you can't help picking at. It's it's not good, but it's not good in a way that I'm glad I watched it. Isn't it like a 
Like what Southern on, Gothic witches? Yeah. And okay. what got me on board is that uh, the writer-director was uh, Richard LaGravenez, who's oh. the shit. Okay. I mean, he, he, yeah. he made uh, Fisher King. He wrote. Mm-hmm. He wrote Fisher King. Um, and so I was like, well, there's got to be something to it. And I like the idea that it's budget uh, Twilight. And that's what it is. It's budget Twilight. And the studio all but admitted, we don't care what it's about or what happens. We just need something to cash in on some of that Twilight ka-ching. And so they made a Twilight clone, only, you know, instead of a girl who falls in love with a vampire, it's a boy who falls in love with a witch. Um, who's, who's the marquee actor in that one? Um, God, I don't... Well, it's, was it, it's a was lot it of... William Hurt? It's a lot of no. It's a lot of supporting cast. So okay. it's uh, what's his name from uh, 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 Reversal of Fortune, uh, the Klaus von Bülow guy. Um, oh, oh uh, uh, the new Alfred. Live free and die hard. Irons, yeah, Jeremy him. Irons. Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Emma Thompson is in it, and uh, these are all supporting roles. But the main kid. Hey. Jeremy is Irons now is going to play Han he Solo was... in the Han Solo film. <laughs> Still talking. Uh, now, what did you say? What? Go ahead. Just please. Nope. Yes. Mom, what? has gone. No, nope. really? Are you nope. sure? Okay. Yep. <laughs> wow. If someone's got agoraphobia, you're pretty confrontational. I'm talking. <laughs> Jesus. When I stop talking, then please go ahead. Incredible. There, see? I stopped. <laughs> so anyway <laughs> any other fresh shit no <laughs> but is it worth is it worth your time to watch this thing or is it like if you don't like twilight then run right out and watch this thing yeah i don't know i mean it's a young adult novel that was turned into a shitty young adult movie I probably shouldn't have been watching it at all. There should probably be a law against someone my age watching this stuff. (laughs) Um, Though Emmy Rossum is in it, and I love her in everything. So, okay, yeah. Uh, Otherwise, yeah. There's that. So that's all I got. Boom. Okay. So now we have, now we're back to binging. Now we've like, <laughs> yeah, we, we, season two has, we totally has, has come out and we have to do stuff. A spanner in the works and now we got to get the train back on the, the road. Yeah. We thought we were done binging, but no, there's more. No, no there's, yeah. more. there's more. I need more. more. How much for I'm, just a lid? Well, <laughs> are there rules for a binge worthy show? Do you think? I, well, I mean, to me, it's just like it just literally has to be. It just grabs you, and you you need that endorphin rush, and all the dopamine flooding into your system of, yeah. of the good time vibes. Uh, in order I mean, to is a you is a watching. continuing storyline a requirement? Because I'm trying to think of any mm-hmm. shows where it was like spaced is really good, but I didn't feel the need to binge it because it was not an ongoing show. I, I don't that, think I don't think a continuing storyline is necessary, but it helps. I was I was you know harkening back to what I was saying about weeds. I remember the Harry Potter books where basically every chapter really ends in the middle of a scene, and so you do, that's why those books were so page turny. Um, and and I think that a lot of shows are doing that now. You know, 
Santa Clarita Diet's another one where yeah. Yeah. the last scene is always like, oh, wait, what? And so you want to come back <laughs> yeah. for the mm. next one. It's, it's the but cliffhanger. My kids and I binged the shit out of Mythbusters, which <laughs> has no narrative whatsoever, right? It's just compelling well, yeah. television. I would do that back in the day when they would show like the marathons over like a Memorial Day weekend or something. Right. And we would just plop down and we would, oh, there's another one coming on. We have to find out. So, so there's yeah. nonfiction, yeah, nonfiction binging, like, of reality shows. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not for, uh, on the typical reality show. I don't think people should be watching those even one at a time versus all <laughs> at a time. Yeah. But that's they're, just me. They're brain garbage, and they're so fun. Because ultimately, <laughs> they are narratives. Okay. Like, the editors are so manipulative in reality yeah. shows. I, I like the competition ones like Face Off or Iron Chef. I was or... going to say, those are the fun ones for me yeah. because it you're pretending that they're based on skill, but they're really based on who do we want to see next week. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the idea that you have a competition based on art already is weird. You know? Well, but not just <laughs> art, but like, do art in an unreasonable amount of time every day. Be creative, motherfucker. Go. Right? It's like, of course they're going to (laughs) suck. Today, we want you to make dresses out of whatever you can find in this candy shop. That's what I remember from Project Runway. And thinking, when would that ever be? I What? I I, I guess I understand art requiring hurdles to clear, but making a dress out of candy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but there are limits as well, because you're not going to see a show like that where they go, okay, you have six hours to write 15-page short story go and then hmm. you know tippy tappy tippy tap you're not gonna see that <laughs> they try nobody gives a they, shit nobody they gives did a, shit. a version of american idol that was for songwriter singers and so they had to write songs <laughs> and you know oh we went God. one season i'm guessing because those songs sucked ass they probably all turned out like the uh the intermittent scenes from ishtar <laughs> for Dustin Hoffman and Warren Beatty are trying to sing like there's a wardrobe of love in my eyes <laughs> I mean, that's like that's what that would be like uh, yeah pull an Ishtar reference I know I now I have talk to go find the clip you shit <laughs> yeah. I don't think we can talk about reality TV though without mentioning the president of the United States and I used to watch uh-huh. that show um, and I just despised him even then uh, but that was before we had cable or anything. That was just, yeah. you know, nothing to watch but what's on TV. There was a season of that where, you know, they they, they have two people in charge of teams and then they, they say what went wrong and who's to blame. And the whole idea is that this team captain would then narc on teammates and send somebody home. You know, it was very, I don't know, very very junior high kind of thing. Well, there was a season where every team captain blamed themselves and said, you know what? I was in charge. I, it went wrong under me. It's my fault. Oh, you're actually talking about The Apprentice. I thought you were trying to say that life now is <laughs> a, reality like a reality show program, with the actual yeah. president. Oh, no, 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 no. This yeah. is talking about all the reality the show. Everything. Okay. And uh-huh. they're like, they would each like take responsibility for it having failed. And I remember, like, about three or four episodes into this season, Trump finally being like, look, you have to stop doing that because the show is based on people yelling at each other. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, At that point, he kind of right out and said, this is all horseshit and I'm I'm in charge of this horseshit. So if you could please help me make more horseshit, you know, that sounds exactly like his presidencies. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've seen enough of these competition shows to know what's going to happen based on how they're edited. Mm-hmm. Because it's really a show about editing. Yeah, but but yeah, I think that's why the modern Trump presidency is is the way it is. It's basically that. It's how do I get on TV writ on the largest possible canvas? Like this mm-hmm. is this is obnoxious. Yeah, uh, I honestly I don't I have not watched any of them. Uh the rally <laughs> shows just do not hold any any sort of uh, interest to me whatsoever. Yeah, we know. Are there any we shows know. you binge that didn't have um, a narrative that weren't a reality show? No narrative and not a reality show? Like an ongoing narrative, you mean? Yeah. I mean, like, really, Star Trek The Next Generation didn't have an overarch. I mean, Deep Space Nine did, Voyager did, but Next Gen was episodic. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was saying when I brought up Spaced, that that was one that didn't necessarily have... Yeah, it was it was a new thing every week. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. what do we call that? Serialized television. Yeah, well, pretty much any anything from that era of British comedy fits the bill because I, I I that was when those came out. I found them all and I I binged the shit out of them. So it's mm-hmm. like Spaced and Black Books and Mighty Boosh and Garth Marenghi's Dark Play. I mean, just an, an endless stream. That's like I couldn't get enough of them. And then later on, I found the IT crowd, and I hadn't seen it for years. It had, it had been out, and I finally just sat down and watched it, and I binged that one completely through. I binged so, on that Mitchell and Webb look. I think yeah. that is a brilliant mm-hmm. show, and that's a sketch show. So there is yeah. there is no uh, through line. So, I mean, yeah, it is possible uh, to, to do without the, the ongoing narrative. Uh, I think for those, and you had br- you brought this up at some point, Brian. I think you were talking about uh, maybe you were talking about end of the fucking world mm-hmm. when you had watched that, and you had brought up the fact that it's easier to binge a show that is shorter. Yes, the half hour episode. Yeah, so that's the that's the deal I had with Santa Clarita was it was much easier to go. Oh, yes, okay, yes, mm. uh, and then you could move on. But the hour long ones. That becomes sort of, uh, this is sort of a life choice that I'm making at this stage. Yeah. Do I want to sit down for another <laughs> It better be goddamn good for it to be a whole hour. That's, yeah. that's my problem with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, a show I do actually like, but it's an hour long, and that's 30 minutes longer than it needs to be, especially yeah. for a mm-hmm. comedy. I, yeah. So, yeah. So, you, you start to do the calculus in your head of what's the, the payoff versus not going to bed or not doing this or whatever. It's like, am I really going to get that? Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, and there have only been a few shows where I've had that where I will, I will sit down. And I think, I, do you still like Mad Men, Eric? Or have you sort of cooled on that? <laughs> I remember as Mad Men was coming to an end, tweeting, I cannot wait to see the final episode so I can start admitting to people that this show is kind of boring. <laughs> so, yeah. I well, love I looking at that- it. I love the way it looks. But once you get some distance on it, you go, "This is a soap opera, and not yeah. like, mm-hmm. not like the way Star Trek is a space op- soap opera. This is a soap opera, soap opera." Yeah. Only on I haven't film. revisited it, so I don't have the sort of the the comparison to when I had first watched it. But when mm-hmm. it was out, I loved it, and I would I would tune in and not miss a beat. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember being overly disappointed when it ended and i haven't gone back to it to see if i was uh 
totally misguided in my love and affection yeah, for the I, show. I don't know why, but at some point I just, yeah, I, I think it's once I realized nothing pays off on this show. He's never <laughs> going to get caught. There's never going to be an answer that, yeah. you know, the point of it is not what you think the point of it should be. And of course, what you think the point of it should be is what would make it a really satisfying television show. Okay. Well then, I won't go back and watch. <laughs> Another one that I didn't watch. We we tried to watch the first episode, and my wife was like, "You know what? I was yes. raised in a patriarchy, and I don't yeah. have any interest in watching this thing." I mean, on that on that front, it does get better because they do start sort of addressing how shitty they are to women. Mm. Uh, but at yeah. the same time, it does take a long time to get there, and then finally get the sort of the comeuppance, as it were. It takes forever. It's just kind of like the actual uh, women's lib yeah. movement. I mean, it just took forever, and then it just kind of stalled out. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess it uh, would be kind of like, you know, watching a show that's just like, well, you know, this is set during slavery, and we're just, you know, we're just accurately yeah. depicting the treatment, you know, treatment of slaves, yeah. and not, you know. Yeah. Well, that does bring up something else that I, that I noticed. Uh, have you ever binged a season... And loved it, and then you get to the next season, and you're kind of like, uh, no. Yeah, Jessica Jones. Mm. Okay, <laughs> but I mean, but you know, that's not Marvel because let's let's be real; mm. those ah. those are kind of up and down. Ah, oh, yeah, good point. Probably, I'm just. Hmm. What's something I've started and haven't finished? That would be the best. I didn't even make it through a season of uh, The Last Man on Earth. I got about five episodes into that and was like i love it i don't love it i no, yeah fuck the show that i would i would be on board with you there i was sort of uh, on on board the first few and then it yeah yeah i was yeah and that was one that my wife loves and so i'll be honest because i can be because she doesn't listen to this uh <laughs> i i basically like played along with it and it's sort of going downhill, and since then I've been sort of insinuating, mm, it's not as good as it used to be, is it? No, it's really not. No, it's not as good. So that we can stop watching it. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's so one that of, I can do without. So you're incepting her? Yes. <laughs> Basically what you're doing? Okay. Yeah. Well, for uh, me, it was, uh, I, I binged through the first season of Deadwood, and I loved it. I mean, mm-hmm. just from start to finish, the structure is just it's fucking amazing because they take these characters and they give you the archetypes and you're like, okay, that guy's bad. That guy's good. Black, white. And then by the end of the season, you're like, Hey, wait a minute. No, the good guy's bad. And the bad guy's good. And black is not white. And everything is fucked up. And I hate everything. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. And I loved it. And then I tried the second season and I'm like, they're just, whatever was magical about that first season is just gone. I'm like, I don't care anymore. And mm, I yeah. felt so betrayed. And so that's sort of why I'm also reluctant to kind of commit because you love it, you love it, love it. And then all of a sudden it just mm, not happening. Yeah. So that's why I was yeah, kind of curious. Yeah, that's probably the best example. And I think especially the fact that it didn't end. That's. Yeah. That's got to chat so many people. Oh, yeah. I, here's a show. Here's a show that fits that bill for me. Heroes. Oh, yeah, heroes. I boy, oh boy, show. did that show shit the bed. <laughs> <laughs> it did in a hard way too. Oh yeah. man, man, I agree. I agree with a with a really good start. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was it was like watching a show's budget get cut in real time, right? Like <laughs> I don't remember true. if it was the first season or the second season, but it was like um, 
There was this build-up and build-up and build-up to the final confrontation between these two characters, and it literally happens behind a closed door, and light is streaming out, like, under the door as you hear the fight. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. this show. And then, like, the <laughs> next season was, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 when they're off to feudal Japan. Or I, Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks for bringing <laughs> that up. Holy Jesus. Same with Rome. Heroes. Did you ever watch Rome? Yeah, that's another yeah. one I was going to bring up because the really good yeah. first season and then second season was just what's who cares? Who nah, cares? I I was I was along for all of it, but I also knew that it was going to get canceled because it was so expensive. And yeah. the way they they tied it up, it was very da 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 da, just 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 too fast. And but they well, what, got really? all that historical stuff with uh, um, you know Julius Caesar's adopted son becoming emperor just yeah. right and i loved that but i was like i want to see more of that yeah i guess they need to make they basically need to make a show out of uh suetonius's 12 caesars that would be an awesome show i would yeah but not cheap no no so we're at the one hour mark what are some other things you guys want to cover uh la, la, la. do you have one I favorite if there's one that you could recommend like to the other two of us, what, what 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 would it be? What what do we need to watch that we haven't watched? I know I've already you know so shat you, Breaking Bad at you, okay. but mm. so would you stick by that? Would you say Breaking Bad is one that we should? Visit? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I, I yeah, I'm going to say Breaking Bad runner up, The Wire, just so I can talk about The Wire, which was <laughs> another fucking amazing show that <laughs> I, is forgotten now. Except that that's everything always- you watch now, every TV show, every movie, has got one motherfucker from The Wire in it somewhere. Well, it's that one is always sort of weirdly cultish to me. Because every time I talk to someone who's seen The Wire, they, that's pretty much the pitch mm-hmm. right. uh, that you get. And then you're like, well, okay, so do I want to talk to them about Jesus Christ uh, in yeah. my living room? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, you know... <laughs> That's, so I'm always yeah, that's why wary. recommending. I don't even like recommending things yeah. to anyone because it always feels like, hey, if you want to be a fully rounded person, maybe you should read this. It's like, <laughs> yeah. fuck that. Like, no, yeah, I watched it. I don't turn out too bad. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, they're on the list, but again, it's just it's such a time investment too. That's the thing. So, yeah. yeah. What about you, Chris? Uh, Do you have one that you'd recommend? Uh. There are a couple of recent ones, uh, and this one's good because it's only a season, and then they canceled it prematurely on HBO, which is kind mm. of shitty. Uh, but Christopher Guest made a show called Family Tree, and it's got uh, mm. Chris O'Dowd as an Englishman who's sort of tracing his genealogy, and then it's sort of just dealing with all of his fucked up crazy family through the course of it. And then he, at the end of the season, he ends up in California visiting Longlock's cousins. One of them is Ed Bakley. Uh, and the, it's just really understated, very, very fucking funny though. Uh, such an, such an expansive cast. I mean, yeah. that, that Christopher Guest paints with such a wide palette. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it was just, I, I kind of just watched it on a lark and just got sucked in and it just, it made me, I mean, literally like cry at some points cause I was laughing so hard. Uh, but it's a good one because they're short and it's only one season and they're not bringing it back. So you don't have to feel like you're giving uh, a huge investment to it. Right. Uh, and and then the other one, and this one, it's sort of take it or leave it because it, it definitely feels like an acquired taste show. Uh, but I really, really enjoy Peaky Blinders. Uh, 
uh, and I haven't pulled the trigger on four season yet, but I'm almost there. Uh, but Killian Murphy, uh, it just, man, he's just, I don't ever want to be locked in a room with that guy. Cause I feel like he would just rip my throat out with his pinky, uh, and not feel bad about it. That's he's another so show intense. that I wanted to like, and I, th- I always come back to it cause I really, I want to watch it because I want to get to the part with Tom Hardy. Cause I've seen the clips of Tom Hardy and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, those I would are watch good. this for yeah. fucking Tom Hardy, those are but good. I-, I have to get through all of the rest of it first. Yeah, I mean, like I say, it's, it's like an acquired taste kind of thing. There's a lot of, like, mob family drama bullshit. But all the actors are just stellar. They're very solid. Uh, it's just engaging almost to the point where it's almost off-putting because they just they go for a lot of detail. But then they, they throw in a lot of uh, contemporary music. So it's very weird. Uh, but I did try to watch, what's, uh, Boardwalk Empire is sort of mm-hmm. its counterpoint. And I tried watching that one, and I just didn't care for it at all. So it's a weird thing to me that I dug Peaky Blinders, but not Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. But if you like, if you like crime family sagas, uh, Peaky Blinders is a good one. I think Peaky Blinders is correctly grim, where uh, Boardwalk Empire is sort of a practiced kind of... Yeah. That one's felt very Scorsese. You know, yeah, well, he created it and shot the pilot, yeah. and everything after that has that sort of, yeah, everything is is grimy and seedy and criminally, but in a totally expected way that you've seen a hundred times before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've so I, I yeah. watched all of Boardwalk, and yeah, I don't think I I don't think it was a good use of my time. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you, you made the right choice. <laughs> okay. Good. So the show that, and I don't expect you guys to watch this because it's four seasons and they're full seasons of 20-something episodes, um, but it was passed to me as a, as a thing to binge, and this was before Netflix. It's, I, it's often on Netflix, but someone ge- basically sa- handed me there, I have the whole show on DVD, you need to watch this thing, <laughs> and it was Farscape. The Jim really? Henson sci-fi show. Yeah. So I had not bothered with it at all because I didn't care. And it's really good. Um, ben Browder is is our lead. And the thing about Farscape is you kind of have to get to know the characters because in most episodes, at least one character is out of character for some reason or other. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense if you haven't like seen the show um there are definitely filler episodes that don't advance the arc but there is a complete story that goes through all four seasons and it's utterly insane like the show is really really messed up there's one episodes where literally literally the entire thing is rendered in the style of chuck jones as a cartoon um (laughs) and they explain it it's fucked up and the other thing they did a really great job of on Farscape is unresolvable cliffhangers. Like, they would deliberately write themselves into an, the, the most insane corner they could come up with at the end of each season. And I, like I watched the show... I wonder? Yeah, pretty much. I watched the show for a second time with my son. Um, this was like eight years ago. Uh, and I would make him wait at least a week between the seasons just so he'd have to suffer the cliffhanger a little bit. 
Um, <laughs> Worst dad the, ever. Damn. The, yeah. The end of the of dad. I don't think series. you quite get how streaming works. <laughs> really, really. No, but that was kind of the thing. Cliffhangers, <laughs> like like Infinity War, right? Like if Infi- if we could immediately go watch Infinity War two, the cliffhanger wouldn't be as fun. Yeah, but so what? Ah. Uh. Um, so oh, the, end of the, the end of the Rhetorical series. Rhetorical genius. <laughs> Match point, Eric. <laughs> so the end of the series, Farscape got canceled, and they weren't expecting it to get canceled, and it ends on this just absolute motherfucker of a cliffhanger. Um, and years later, many years later, they made a TV movie to wrap it up, uh, which is very satisfying. But it it like had fans howling at at sci-fi conventions for years so farscape worth your time like in a bad way like they didn't like it oh it was it was the worst ending possible for this show like it was because it was years until they shot their 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 closing oh yeah yeah like the show was over sci-fi channel canceled it it was gone and the show ended on the on just the worst possible note (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually they came back and shot a, a tv movie to wrap it up so just out of fun would you would you recommend that to people and then not tell them about that final <laughs> no episode? no okay. that would that would that would be cruel <laughs> okay. it was it was harsh okay good <laughs> so yeah farscape if you can if you can get through the filler uh it's four four you know it's like 48 episodes but they're it's fun it's a lot of fun Okay. All right. Well, nice. Well, thank you for the recommendations. And I'd like to just state that I I have uh, reflected on how much TV I've actually watched now, and it's uh, appalling. (laughs) So uh, you're only just now figuring that out. Yeah. Well, I I usually suppress that, but this is out in the open. Now I have to address it and twelve step it, and it's uh yeah. Mm. Thank you. In the in the words of John McClane, welcome to the party, pal. Okay, well, I think we had a really great episode. What do you think? Good, me too. Uh, this week, this week's episode was brought to you by. Well, we don't have any sponsors yet because we can't get any, but we will someday and then buy their stuff. Uh, in the meantime, you can write us at MagHuge on Twitter, uh, where where we will take your requests and answer your questions. And uh, we're on Facebook at Magnificently Huge. And, and, and where else? Oh, that's right. We have the website now at MagHuge. And... Um, you can write us at magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. Again, there's also a con there's a contact us page on the website as well. Oh, Ooh. sweet. Yeah. Best best of all, if you review us on iTunes, uh, that helps us a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean every podcast gives you that stuff, but yeah, if you can review us on, on iTunes and whether you liked us or not, say that you did. That and would be Share wonderful. us on your feeds, please. Like yes. spread the love. In fact, actually, while we're at it, tell us on one of those things we mentioned, Facebook or Twitter, what are you listening to us on? Because I'm always curious how people are listening to their podcasts. Is it uh, is it Stitcher? Is it Google? Google is Play. Something else? Google I don't know. Google Play. Hit us up! 
television, the drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television, the drug of the nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. <laughs> 